you, and when I defang the viper, trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere. Jeff, I already put you out. I don't even know why you're out here right now. Keep on talking. Hey, 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 do me a favor. Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting and you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the crew? And Mustafa, you out here, a boy among men. And I'm gonna tell you what. You got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Welcome back to the Clark Hughes Wrestling Podcast. I am Hafiz, and with me as always is Devin, and we are about to talk about the gold standard NXT uh, live on USA Network for the first hour and then WWE Network for the second hour. So uh, this show, man, kicked off with a bang. I didn't, I did not hear or expect uh, the matchup that we were going to start with, and I was surprised. Wow. I know you was. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, man. (laughs) I mean... Keith Lee versus Dominic Dijakovic, part three. Wow. I'm asking my glory. Oh, man. <laughs> and I asking my, oh, my God. I love that theme song, bro. It's great. <laughs> it's great. And then the crowd, too. There's so many. Like, during it, they were saying, Keith, Keith, Keith. Oh, and that was cool. Like, seeing everybody bouncing, like, saying that. Oh, with the beat. Oh, man. And then later on, the, oh, basking is glory. Like, it's just so fun, man. Like, people, if I feel like if, if you know, for friends that I have that don't watch wrestling and they wanted to get into it real quick, like, to see, you know, you know a, a good example of wrestling, I would say, man, watch NXT and try to catch one of these matches with either, you know, Adam Cole, Keith Lee, Johnny Gargano, like, one of these guys. Like, start you off that way. Start you off right. Yeah. I feel like. That that's just such a great and with this crowd too, you'll kind of get the feeling of why people enjoy wrestling by watching these guys perform and seeing that crowd. Like the crowd atmosphere in NXT is kind of like uh you know soccer games where it's like a party in the crowd the whole time. Like they've got the the drums and the instruments and people are dancing and just like having a good time. Like yeah. at times I feel like NXT is like that, you know, yes. it's so fun. Yes. So dude, I, I I love it. I love it. They but, are definitely uh, the blood or the blood flow of NXT, man. Yes, the lifeblood. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And for NXT, definitely the crowd is everything, man. I just love it. They just add so much to it, to that atmosphere. Um, yeah, that, that was true here again for Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic. Just two hold, on, hold on, we are kind of skipping the most important part. Uh, they did open up the show with Undisputed standing on the podium, <laughs> and we got that wonderful, glorious shot. All everybody's, you know, holding gold. Adam Cole, uh, Kyle O'Reilly, you know, Roderick Strong, Bobby Fish, just all, just you know, just a wonderful moment and. I'm going to talk about this transition shot. I loved it how they're kind of just it, – it, you see how they're pointing at Undisputed and it slowly transi- transitions to uh, the commentated team. And I love that part at how uh, Mar Ranello was uh, commentating at the time. It was great. Yeah. It, was that always there? Because the, it was basically like a balcony. I think that's new, man. Okay. That's new. That's new. I don't remember seeing anything like that before. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I, I I 
definitely noticed that it was and it was a cool shot just the camera panning from up top where it was it was showing the undisputed era with all the gold and it slowly panned down and you see the commentators and they just segued right into the commentary by by this crew by Ronaldo and company um so yeah great shot great moment you know way to pay off the the uh the the after what we saw last week with Roderick Strong winning the title and completing the prophecy that Adam Cole said when he yes. said we're all going to have the gold, be draped in gold, and here they are, kind of all with their belts. They they were wearing their belts and then they like put the you know raised up their belts all together, all in unison, just to show like, hey, this is the undisputed era now. So you know, just, just great shot overall, great moment overall. So yeah, definitely worth uh, bringing up here and showing respect to Team Undisputed, the Undisputed Era. Um, yeah, man, they're they're running things now. So we'll see how things go going forward with them. They are um, the strongest faction right now in NXT. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I mean, there was another faction that showed up, and we'll talk about them at the main event. But yeah, they are definitely the strongest faction right now. It'll be interesting to see. If uh, these two factions cross paths, because I'm 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 hoping for something like that at uh, at War Games, but we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, so yeah, Keith Lee versus Dominic Dijakovic, man, two guys who we've said it before. They're two guys who are so like their size and their ability to you know do high flying maneuvers. It just seems like those two things should not mix. You know, being like yeah. over 300 pounds and you know at, at six feet tall and just the everything, just the co- combination of power. Size, speed, agility. It's like, man, how are these two dudes doing this? You know, you call it 305 Live, right? So, yes, I did. I titled that episode that we had <laughs> yeah. when we had a uh, recorded. I was like, this is the perfect episode to uh, be titled 305 Live. Yeah. So, just so great um, seeing, seeing these guys go at it again and they didn't disappoint. Um, it's funny because the, the one spot that uh, we talked about the biggest spot from the last one was the Spanish fly. And yeah. it looked like they were setting that up again. Oh, yeah. It, fl- it changed a little bit. It turned into a, a, a Canadian destroyer. Yes. Uh, which was insane. And the crowd just went nuts. And I was so, because I saw it coming and I would have been happy if they would have done the Spanish fly again. But to see them turn it into something different and come up with a new new move to do with the Canadian destroyer, dude, I was like, wow, these guys. They, they can do it all. They can do it all. So that was great. Um, Keith Lee's uh, second rope moonsault was crazy because, again, a guy his size being able to do that is insane. Um, Dominic Dijakovic went to the top rope and did his moonsault, which was a thing of beauty. Yeah. Um, just, oh, man. <laughs> they, man. Both, they both did perfect 10 moonsaults. Yeah. Just like, you know, hit perfectly well, well, uh, the distance, they covered the distance well. They both yes. looked great doing it. And just such, again, seeing big dudes do these highly, this, this agile moves, man. It was just crazy. Um, yeah, there was a sick spot with, uh, with, um, Keith Lee where he had caught, uh, Dominic, Dominic Jacoby. Like he was down on the ground and he sat up with Dominic and then did a roll through, stood up with Dominic Dijakovic in his hands. Uh, put him over his shoulders in like a Samoan uh, or a full um, fireman's carry position yeah. and, and uh, slammed him down. Like, I think, was that the finish of it basically is, is how he ended it. That, I think that was the finish. Yeah. I think what Keith did keep uh, doing a corks. No, 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 no. That was another, uh, uh, another maneuver. I yeah. Cause that was the finish though. Yeah, that was, yeah. 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 Because it was, it was, 
crazy how, like, you know, he was just kind of holding Dominic Dijakovic. Like, Dominic was in his arms while he was keenly sitting on the ground. And he just looks at him. It's almost like he's carrying a baby right yep. now. Right? But he just looks right at him. That moon, so, yeah. Yeah. And Dominic and, and Keatley said, no, no, this is not how, this is not your day today. And he just rolls to his feet with him still in his arms, puts him in fireman's carry, and then does his, his uh, finisher slam one, two, three. It was over with. Um, it was kind of like a rolling, like power slam type of thing. It was, it was awesome. It was awesome. So another great matchup. This time Keith Lee getting the victory, which I was so happy about. Yeah. Uh, anytime I could see Keith Lee get a win, man, I'm just so happy for that guy. So yeah, just uh, great, great showing for both guys, man. It was awesome. And now they're one and one um, versus each other. The first time they fought was a tie. So then Dominic Dijakovic won the second fight, and now Keith Lee won the third. So there probably more than likely will be another fight to kind of break the break the tie there. Yeah, I, I think maybe we'll, I don't know, possibly best of seven series. I Dude, think they can do that. I think William Regal can set that up, and, and the winner out of that gets a championship opportunity. It just makes sense if they decided to do that. They, the, the, dude, I would eat that up. The crowd would eat that up. You know, man. They could do a just make this go as long as they wanted to. Yeah. To be honest with you, I am fine with that. But best of seven because, like, the one thing I liked about this story right here, if I was to show somebody this match, they would probably sense the energy like, oh, these two are rivals, mm-hmm. and, and and you felt that in the storytelling right there. I believe. Yeah, like they just in the first five minutes, it just shown how they kind of known each other. Like instantly, Keith Lee going for that roundhouse kick. You know what I'm saying? Like if he would have connected, oh my god! You know what I'm saying? He would have got him. But since not Dominic knows him, he he completely, you know, he he countered and he, you know, avoided. It was great, man. Uh, Same the other way around too with uh, the big boot from Dominic Dijakovic. Keith Lee caught it twice. You know, and he stopped him from being able to hit him with the big boot. And then Keith yes. Lee started to do the double slap to the chest. Yep, and, and he avoided that. Avoided that, yep. Yes, yes. So they're, they're showing each other like, oh, they know each other. Okay, I understand that too. And, man, I love heavyweight fighting, man. And I love how the power game came a lot into this storytelling too, man, because – Oh my God, Dominic with that choke slam to Keith Lee on the outside of the apron, bro. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, bro. I was like, oh, that was great. And though Keith Lee still showing that agility too, because I think he responded with uh, doing a a, a corkscrew outside yeah. the ring. Outside. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, bro. It was it was great. You know, casual WWE fans once again got to see, you know some standout talent right here i believe people who 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 saw this you know like oh man these two are rivals and i'm glad they got to paint this picture man yeah man i totally agree it was it was so much fun to watch man and if they turn this turn this into a best of seven series just you know it'll be more of this and i i accept it let let's go let's let's keep this going so definitely excited about that match. Happy to see the the finish and see both guys looking great in this one. Uh, let's keep it going with the the rest of the card. We had the return of Dakota Kai against Tynera Conti. Um, so this one was essentially a showcase matchup for Dakota Kai just uh, to welcome her back. Uh, she was real emotional in the ring as she, she came was. back. You kind of see it, yeah. so, which was which was awesome to see, man. It's been a long time. I think she tore her ACL. Was it? Yeah. 
So, you know, the, kudos for her being back. She was wearing the knee brace, so you could kind of see, you know, that she's still kind of, you know, favoring that a little bit. But, you know, she looked great in the ring. You know, she used those kicks that she's known for all throughout the matchup. Uh, you know, and, and I mean, Tanaira Conti had a, I don't know, it was more about Dakota Kai. She didn't really get to do much, uh, that being Tanaira Conti. But, you know, she, I think, is someone who I feel like eventually will get, you know, a little bit more love, a little bit of a push. It's, it's, yeah. but, you know, because her, her whole, like, I don't know, there's something about her, the energy that she has that I feel like eventually she will get her time. Um, and I enjoy watching her. I dig her character too, man. I, I, I hear what you're saying too. Like, uh, Tanera, I, I think she has something right there with her character. You know, Latinas do it better. I was going to say, she loves to scream out, Latinas do it better. And she always says that during the match. I'm like, oh, right. Man, like, Right, she's, she's yeah. great in terms of just like yeah. like just giving it to the fans and interacting with them a little bit. Sometimes someone will say like, "No, they don't," and she's like, "Shut up!" And I'm like, oh, <laughs> man, this, "This is good." Like yeah. she's she has that that natural understanding of how to interact with the crowd a little bit, you know. So I like that, man. I think she's got a future. Yeah, man. Like I, I think so too. But like you said, that match was all about Dakota. Her, you know, her yeah. welcome back. So I get it too, and she looked great. You know, I can't wait to see more of her. I, I think people deemed her as the next Bailey. I think she has. I think she can go higher than Bailey. I think you mentioned that too. Yeah, uh, I do. I, I think you know. So with with Bailey, Bailey on NXT reached an unbelievable height. You know, I yeah. think she she was amazing on NXT. I think with Dakota Kai. Um, she does have that opportunity to, to do more because Bailey kind of laid out a blueprint that, okay, you've, we've seen what Bailey did. Now all Dakota needs to do is try to be a little bit different. Don't, don't try to be the next Bailey. Yeah. Be the first Dakota Kai and do it your way, you know, with the kicks and just her personality and everything. Like she, she's, she is unique. So some time on the mic, you know, when us getting to know her as a person will start to differentiate her from Bailey. And she may be able to reach a height that even Bailey uh, was not able to get to, which would be pretty amazing because the crowd does love her. And she has that that uh, that, that lovableness that like you just want to want to hug her. You know what I'm saying? Like just like with Bailey, really. But I, I feel like because it happened with Bailey, it, she has to be a little bit different. She has to kind of find a way to introduce people to her and, uh, you know, show show her what's unique about her. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's definitely possible, I think. Yeah, yeah, me too, man. I, I think so. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. So we'll just keep it moving here. So the main event on the USA Network was Matt Riddle versus Killian Dane in a street fight, which, surprise, surprise, it actually ended up being a number one contenders matchup. So that was kind of interesting, yes. like an interesting add-on to that match, which I liked a lot. Um, so the street fight was a number one contenders matchup. And, yeah, it was – if you've seen any of their matches before, you knew what was coming. It was going to be a stiff matchup, hard-hitting uh, just a great matchup between these two guys. Uh, Killian Dane with the Vader bombs. He did it again. Um, just Man. multiple Vader bombs. And I was it's actually Vader bombs, bro. Dude, I, I was somewhat shocked that they had him do that at that point in the matchup, too, because I'm like, Man, this is this is it. This is how he <laughs> beat him last time. And really, no one should kick out of this, but Matt Riddle yeah. did. And I, I wasn't mad about it that he did. You know, I was shocked, but I wasn't like, oh, man, like what? They just, you know, kind of lessened the power of the of this move now. Like, no, I was like, you know what? 
this is pretty cool. This is this is a crazy matchup and a crazy and, moment. And, and put Killian over. Dane, you saw what Matt Riddle did. He kind of got the chair, hold it up, threw the chair at Killian Dane, and then just knee him in the face. Oh man! And Killian Dane still kicked out though too, so he got that. a strong look as well. Yeah, that was crazy. The sound of that move, man, was so good. Just the yeah. pop that hit when when uh, Matt Riddle kicked or kneed the chair into his face, man. I was like, wow, that is crazy. So great, great uh, sequence there back and forth between those two guys. Wow. In the end, uh, Matt Riddle ended up getting the victory. So now he is the number one contender to the NXT champion, champion uh, Adam Cole's uh, NXT championship which is going to be a fun matchup to see, man. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, Adam Cole ended up coming out uh, right afterwards and got right in Matt Riddle's face and said, you will never take this from me. This is my property. Yeah. You know, just letting him know you Adam are not in my Adam Cole, like I, I got to let him know, you know. You are <laughs> not in my league. You will never be in my league. And then Matt Riddle grabbed his arm and put him in a submission, the bro mission, um, you know, which just, you know, was, it was, it was crazy to see because Adam Cole tapped out, he tapped out immediately too. Like, wait, what just happened? He was tapping, tapping, man. His boys, his boys came out too. And then, uh, Matt Riddle got the book in a little bit. He got out there. I'm like, okay, that was cool. Yeah. So, I mean, overall though, man, I, I, I great matchup between Matt Riddle and Killian Dane, hard hitting. If you didn't it see it, definitely check it out. It was awesome. Um, the, the capping that off with Adam Cole showing up and uh, getting in his face and then getting into Matt Riddle's face and then paying for that with that submission uh, was fun to see, too. So, yeah, just great, great ending to the to the USA portion of NXT overall. Yeah, man, I couldn't agree more that that first week was great. Uh, and the second week was even better. Like they're just w- riding this wave of momentum, man, because you got to see Keith Lee and Dominic go at it, you know, and just two heavyweights, two behemoths, and then Matt Riddle and Killian Dane, another great street fight, just, you know, just vicious, physical, just showing that they didn't really care about each other. It was just great. And real quick, too, man, I'm going to point out this graphic they put. Uh, they were talking about a, a a match next week for Candice. Uh, what was it, Candice LeRae? Yeah. Uh, going against Shayna Baszler, and they kind of did this tell of the tape, like how they do it for MMA. Yeah. And they just breaking down, you know, the reach or the weight, what moves she good at, what moves uh, Candice LeRae at. You know, I, I like that. It got that it gave that sports atmosphere. Yeah, it does. They've been doing that a lot more uh, recently. They did it for yeah, Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic too before yeah. the match started. Yeah. So I like that tale of the tape for this, especially with NXT. It feels like it really fits for for this show. So, um, yeah, man, just uh, great, great overall, again, ending to the USA portion of it. But we'll keep it going with what happened on the WWE Network. Uh, we had Rhea Ripley versus Caden uh, Carter, who those who are not familiar with Caden Carter, she was in the Mae Young Classic. Um, I think she's from the Orlando area because she was really bit as like one of the hometown favorites in that classic. And uh, she's very similar to Ember Moon in terms of her look, at least during the the uh, Mae Young Classic, where she'd wear the the bandana over her face and she has different colored eyes and, you know, kind of a, 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 maybe a little bit of a supernatural feel to her character a little bit. You know, Ember Moon has the almost like vampire kind of thing going on and with the red eyes where Kaden Carter has green eyes and a similar uh, covered up uh, look 
Here they drop the the mask a little bit, maybe trying to differentiate her from Ember Moon a little bit, which I like. I mean, there's already Ember Moon's already doing it, so I think Caden Carter needs to get another. Um, uh, uh, just try to be different from Ember because those comparisons are just inevitably inevitably going to happen the way that her entrance uh, had been during the Mae Young Classic. But uh, just to talk about this matchup a little bit, uh, Rhea Ripley, man, she is awesome. She's she's starting to become like a, a real favorite of mine, you know, in, in, in all of WWE, to be honest with you, man. Just every time I see her, just starting from her entrance, man, this is my brutality. And that foot stomp and how it syncs up with the music perfectly. I'm like, this girl has a perfect, perfect style to her. Um, just the, the, the heavy metal, like, love that she has. And she yes. comes out and, you know, she's still doing, like, sort of heelish things where people in the crowd just kind of staring at them. you like, shut up. Like, don't look at me. Like, stuff like that. Like, it's just so cool, just the attitude she has. And then, um, you know, in the ring, man, she is just brutal. Like, Hayden Carter tried to start things off real quick by rushing her, and it did not work. Like, Rhea Ripley just took it right back at her and gave her a running uh, drop, uh, uh, drop kick, basically, and, and got right in her face. Um, they She basically dominated most of the matchup. Hayden Carter had a couple of moves here and there where she did a springboard. She was, like, jumping off the – or bouncing off the ropes a little bit, which showed yeah. her athleticism. It was a really cool look for her. But overall, man, Rhea Ripley just had enough. Uh, hit her with the riptide, one, two, three, and just dominated uh, Kaden Carter. Uh, looked great. And even at the end, she's kind of like this. Like she was pointing at Kaden Carter. Like her? You? You? You you in this ring with me? Like you? She's pathetic. She's pathetic. Yes. <laughs> Still keeping that same attitude, man. I love it, that's man. It should be. I don't care. You know, face, heel, doesn't matter. Like, if that's what got you over, like, especially wrestling when it's it's supposed to be a competition, like, why wouldn't a face feel that way about certain opponents that they have? You know, if they – it's okay for them to do that. And fans love it. You know what I'm saying? Like, just have that swagger about you. Like, no one is on my level. Like, get this thing out of here. And you could still be – The Rock would do that stuff too all the time. So, yeah. yeah wouldn't care. And I love that, man. Like, I, I enjoyed this match. My only gripe with this, I just felt that Caden Carter just got a little bit too much offense for me against mm-hmm. Ripley. Uh, Rip, Rip. I, I thought she just could have just completely do- dominate this because just the size difference. And, and she just showed that she is very strong in the power game. So, But other than that, man, I still enjoyed the match. I, I thought it was great. Her with doing that running drop kick. Uh, just her just being real vicious and talking junk in the ring. Like, who you? Like, who are you? Like, this this was just, it was just great, man. Just her getting that showing. And, again, on the NXT, man, uh, as well, man. So, I, I'm glad that she's venturing off from uh, NXT UK. Yeah, man. I mean, they, they built it like, you know, NXT UK is bringing some people in to kind of show it, maybe take over NXT and the, the black and gold brand is how commentating was kind of taught. At least that's the message that I kind of took. Like, there's a little, a slight invasion that's happening with, you know, Rhea Ripley and Imperium and some other people, Pete Dunn, you know, where they're they're trying to somewhat take over and show, like, what NXT UK is all about. Because NXT UK is still going on, and they'll still yep. show up on those shows, too. So um, I, I love it, man. I love this mixture of those those two uh, the two brands and them competing against each other. And, again, I, I'm thinking War Games, man, we're going to get 
some of that going on where you see maybe that's where actually we're going to see. You know what? That is exactly what's going to happen. You're going to see uh, Rhea Ripley uh, versus whoever the NXT Women's Champion is, which, you know, more than likely is going to be Shayna Baszler uh, at War Games. But, you know, that's an NXT UK versus NXT matchup. Um, you may see Pete Dunne go against um, uh, Roderick Strong for the North American Championship, right? Like that might happen. Right, uh, yeah. The tag team titles, who knows? I feel like that will probably be, you know, more of a, you know, Street Profits maybe get another matchup, although they're fighting next week uh, against the Undisputed Era. So maybe yeah. not. Maybe we do get another NXT UK, NXT matchup there. Um, it'll be real interesting, but I think that'd be a, kind of a nice idea for War Games instead of it being just, you know, all NXT uh, internally, it could be NXT UK versus NXT and all their matches. That that could be fun. Yeah, man, I, I think so too. Uh, I, man, real quick, I, I got to address the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. All right, you just mentioned NXT, uh, you know, not NXT War Game, but you just mentioned you know the Wednesday Night Wars. Mm-hmm. So, and then they're setting this up next week pretty strong. You know, they they said. It's going to be a night of NXT champions. That's what they're calling it. Limited commercial, two hours. I know where you're going with this. Yep. And it's going right against AEW, AEW premiere on TNT. I'm sorry. Uh, I got to show you. Go ahead and say it. I'm going to say it. I got to watch NXT. They're making this way too. This is a strong card. Matt Riddle and Adam Cole. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sold on that alone. I'm sorry, right. bro. And they're saying limited commercial. I'm like, oh, you guys are just selling me on this. You guys don't want me to just don't even want to check out AEW. Just like, oh, let me let me see what's going on in there real quick. So I know it's gonna be like a a five minute commercial. Like, no limited commercial. I'm like, uh, I might just have to watch this recorded. Yep. <laughs> Dude, you said. And here's the thing. We had a conversation, and I, I, I said, I said, I know they're going to – what if they pull out a huge card to go up against that first night of AEW? Yeah. What are you going to do? Because we were both of the mindset that we were going to watch AEW. But I just kept thinking, you know what? Between Vince and Triple H and the, and the crew, they are going to try to make it real hard for wrestling fans to not watch NXT live. Yeah. They and they have the roster to compete, and in my opinion, NXT is still better than AEW. As good as AEW has been, NXT is better. Yes, it just is. So you know, and and again, let's say AEW went to Monday nights or AEW went to Friday nights and was competing with Raw or SmackDown. They have a better chance, in my opinion, have of getting me to tune away from Raw or SmackDown yep. than they do of me tuning away from NXT right now. It's just is it's it's a hard hard. This is essentially a takeover we're getting on it Wednesday. Is. It is. Yeah. Look, you just you're, you're stating the facts, man. Look at it, man. They had two strong showings back to back weeks when they did their first uh, hour premiere. They had over 1.1 million views. On the national network, which was great. That's a great rating for them on the USA network. So they're showing you that like people are watching, even casual fans. And now they had another great showing uh just you know this past week. So now they're setting up for the, for next week, like Street Profits against Undisputed, Adam Cole against uh Adam Cole against Matt Riddle. 
Shayna Baszler against Candice LeRae. Oh my God, bro. Come on. <laughs> just, just stop it. Yes, I'm watching you guys. All right. I'm watching you guys. It is done. It's final. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Shoot, I, I can't wait. I can't wait. This is, this is going to be amazing. Um, yeah. NXT, here we go. Here we go. AEW, look, I, I, I will watch, but I do not think I'm going to watch live. It's just I don't have to. Oh yeah, it. yeah. I'm I'm gonna watch it. It's just yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just what it is. It's just what it is. You know, because yeah. the AEW card. I mean, they have the the fir- the crowning of the first AEW Women's Champion. Yeah. Uh, Chris Jericho is gonna be there. I think he's in a tag match or something that was that was uh, promoted. But um, yeah, I just I can't. Adam Cole versus Matt Riddle. You know, <laughs> really? You, you could have just said that. I'm like, oh, my God. But then you also have the Street Profits against the Undisputed Era. You got, uh, uh, oh, my God, the women's. Uh, they have their own women's championship match, too, yeah. going on in that. Like, And just whatever else is going to happen that, that's going to surprise us. Like, man, it, there's just too much on a roll, dude. Like, uh, right. This is like, uh, like you said, this is like a takeover. right? It's a takeover. Over. Takeover special. This is what we're getting. And man, hey, I'm sorry. NXT is going for the juggler. They yeah, are. Yeah. That's the way it should be. Like, bro, you're not on our level. Right. Watch this. And I, like, and, and this kicks off an interesting topic right now. Like, I, I'm interested what the viewership is going to be for AEW for like, all right, I got to check out how their numbers are. Because I'm sorry, I'm not watching it live. I'm watching NXT. They're gonna lose that first day. That's my prediction. If there, if the the numbers, there will be more numbers for NXT than there's gonna be for AEW. That's that's gonna be my the way that they've set this up, the way they built this, the way you just said those numbers were for NXT. Yeah, I, I just feel like there's too much. There's the momentum is there. You know, yeah. the people that were already watching NXT when it was on the WWE Network, and then they just added those extra viewers now on USA and AEW is coming in cold because no one like. Like all we've seen from AEW, it's been online and it's been on the pay per views, and that's yeah. it. There's no television presence. Really. And if you spent money to watch their pay per views, if you exactly, exactly, yeah, because those pay per views are expensive compared yeah. to what WWE is offering at nine ninety nine per month. Like it's just, man, yeah, they they've got some work to do. They've got some work to do. Yeah, but, man. Uh, yeah, we'll see. And then Wednesday Night Wars, man, it's going to be real interesting. But let's keep it going. With uh, NXT here, um, so oh my god, I lost my <laughs> I lost my spot in the card. Cameron Grimes, there we go. Cameron Grimes versus Raul Mendoza. Oh no, actually no, I skipped one. No, no, only man, it's, uh, yeah, only Burke against Everrise. Everrise, yeah. Which man, that actually is probably one we could skip because Everrise. I I have never heard of this team before. Um, they have the was it Chase? Remember Parker? they went against uh, <laughs> uh, Brizango. The guys, they were the guys with the with the arms coming up straight up. Oh, this is them. Oh, That's my great. God. They're great. Wow. Okay. Yeah, Chase Parker, Matt Martell. I'm yes. saying the names right now. Yes. Wow, that's funny. Yeah, they, they looked a little bit different in this matchup. But, I mean, yeah, that's funny that that's that team. Okay. Well, why don't you break this match down, man? Because for me, it was <laughs> like, all right, well, whatever. But, yeah, you go ahead and talk about this one. You know what? I thought it was a good match because – only only Lorcan and Danny Burch looking physical, and I was surprised by Everrise matching that being just as physical as well, man. I think they show a great way how to 
uh, adaptability, uh, especially even I was just mentioned before when it had a match with uh, Rizango and it had a, and it mixed in a little comedy right there, you know, and, 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 and it worked in their favor. And here they didn't, I noticed right away, they didn't come out like in their match against Danny Birch and only Lorcan. I noticed they didn't come out with their arms straight up vertical style. They didn't so, do it. <laughs> they didn't do it. They immediately dropped that. But they did, but they did do it when they got in the ring. But it was like mixed in with something else. So they, they did one pose. They did the vertical style, but it would immediately went to to another gesture. I don't remember though, but I do remember seeing another sequence right after that. But other than that, man, I did enjoy the enjoy the uh, the match. I can see that it didn't. I guess. To resonate I with you, I it out. I did. I it out. It, it was going on, and I'm just like, yeah, okay. Like this is this is not like the rest of of how the card was. Although I do enjoy usually watching Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. I feel like I just love the, the how stiff their matches are and the, just yeah. the, the pacing that they go at. You know, it's always entertaining. But you know, I saw like Ever Rise, and when their music hit, I feel like everybody was like, "What is? Who is this? Like, what what team is this?" So, you know, it kind of like just my excitement went from, hey, you know, Lorcan and Birch to, okay, ever rise. And, you know, the match was decent. I mean, they, like to your point, you know, they kept up with Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch pretty well. But overall, I just was, I tuned it out. I wasn't really that excited about it. And, you know, it's just what it was for me. But, you know, it, we'll see if they continue to build ever rise. But I, I doubt it. I don't think that this team is going to be more than just kind of like, you know, filler tag team for trying to help get over the other tag teams. I don't think they're going to get built up. I don't think they'll get much of a story. I just think they're they're like forever developmental. Honestly, it, it was more for about you know Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. I, yeah. I, but I did like that finish. You know, Danny Birch did like this war call. He just kind of charged up like he you know how Goku be charging up, powering up, and then uh, somehow that kind of got Oni Lorcan. <laughs> charged up. He kind of yeah. peeped up out of nowhere. You thought he was kind of knocked out, kind of just resting up, but he just came out of nowhere, kind of charged him up too. Yeah. And he did the board call as well, and they did their finisher. So I thought that was a great ending sequence. Yeah, definitely. I, I like the, the the DDT finish uh, sequence there. You know, and, and they look strong. They look great. I think it, it achieved what they wanted them to achieve with that matchup. Um, yeah, it was it was a. Solid match overall. Great showing from New York and Danny Birch. We'll see with Ever Rise. Um, you know, I think that tag team name has to change too because it just it's not <laughs> one that that'll stick with me, man. Ever Rise just sounds weird. I don't know. But like I don't know that that name doesn't just fit with with a wrestling tag team. No, um, you know. I think Nigel McGinnis pointed out, or it was either Mario Ranello. I think he. I think Mario Ranello pointed out. He was like, "Are you trying to make a?" a joke out of uh, terrorize like that the old triple h <laughs> oh terrorizing yeah yeah yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah oh my god that's funny that's funny i didn't even put that together that is funny yeah because that's wow. what it reminded me of man of that yeah. name ever rise <laughs> nice nice oh man all right let's keep it moving um man another one of your favorite wrestlers cameron grimes went up against raul mendoza oh, that's your boy that's your memory. No, no. The arrow guy is the one that I like talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man, sarcastic. That's true. That's sarcastic. true. 
All right, man. So, so Cameron Graham is Raul Men- Mendoza. Um, I, I guess Raul Mendoza, I'll take it from, from his standpoint. I thought that this was a good showcase a little bit for him. It was. Um, you know, we saw him. I believe he was in the Cruiserweight Classic is where we had seen him first. Um, and he had lost in the first round. I forget to, to who. But, you know, great high-flying guy. You know, a lot of talent. Um, here he showcases athletic ability. Um, real just just good uh, um, pacing with his matches overall. He sold really well. I thought it was a good showing technically for him. Um, I thought he helped make Cameron Grimes look pretty strong, but Cameron Grimes is still just a weird character overall. Um, he kind of, I don't know, and I feel like he tried to tone it down a little bit, like from his entrance. He kind of he looked really strung out in his entrance in, <laughs> at first, you know, like in, in earlier shows. Yeah. But here... He seemed like, you know, maybe he, he is, was a little bit more put together and wasn't as, as crazed and as drunken as he was trying to, you know, seem before. So, uh, you know, a little bit tamer version, slightly, uh, of Cameron Grimes. Um, you know, this match, I almost wanted to tune this one out, too. But I felt like it, the pacing was fast enough for me to just it was be good, like, man. okay, it was, oh, wow. So you actually, you, you just said it was good. So you like the matchup? Uh, just but just like you said, more more from uh, Mendoza. Okay, yeah, more yeah. from Harold Mendoza, man. I enjoyed that, but I did like that opening sequence. How he uh, Cameron Grimes kind of went for that double foot stump right away, and you know, and I like Raul's reaction, like, uh, no, nah, not this time. And, and Cameron Grimes kind of responded like he was this close, kind of gestured to him with his fingers that close, almost got you that close. So that was cool. I give him that. It was a competitive match. It was it was a good match. Uh, I like Cameron Grimes. He had a good facial expression when he had uh, Mendoza in his in his arm lock, and Mendoza was selling like he was in pain. I thought that was a good sequence right there too. So it was parts of this match that that, that was cool. What do you think about the double foot stomp? Because you really don't like that. I, I hate that. I hate that freaking finish. Why that has to be a finish? It makes no sense. Like he connected got- better this time. I'll say that that it looked like he actually both feet hit his chest. It wasn't because the last time he did it. You're being it was nice. Like- You're being nice. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I'm just pointing it out. Like a fact of it. Every he time needs he to be finished. Hard, that double he needs finish is hundred percent right. I, I just feel like. Go ahead. Go ahead. It it, it kind of cheapens like like Ballers. Like somewhat finisher, man. I don't, Grass. I don't think it messes. It messes more with Kofi's signature, and I, I, I actually I don't even think it messes with Kofi's signature. I think it's more that it messes with his finisher, feeling like it should matter when Kofi uses it as a regular move, and Balor does a better version of it. You know, going from the top rope. So you know, I, I hear you there that he should get a new finish because there's two examples of it that are similar that you know, are, are we just prefer and, and happened before his did. So it's like a redundant move that he's doing that, that just doesn't feel like a finisher anymore based off of other moves, other wrestlers doing it the way they're doing it. Um, I mean, Cesaro has done that, that move before too, the double fun stomp. And, and it's just more impressive when other people are doing it. And the fact that it exists for Kofi as a, as a signature move or just as a regular move it's like, yeah, all right, why are you using this as a finisher? But like I said, I, I I just appreciated the fact that he actually connected with both feet instead of just one foot this time. Because that that to me, I was like, man, you're not 
really helping your case here if you're not going to even connect on it the, the right way. So if yeah. he wants to use the finisher, use this move to set up the finisher. It'll be perfect then. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. I think that's a great point. Um, it seems like that that is the intent for a move like that is to set something else up. But he's trying to say, no, nope, this is – and it, I guess – okay, so if we had never seen uh, Kofi do it and we've never seen Finn Balor do the coup de gras, do you think you'd accept it more? Because in theory, if you did that to somebody in real life, that would be shocking. Be it like, would. It would be like, oh, because like, I've never seen anything like that. Right. You know, like – you know, but I have seen it before. I have seen it. I think what if let I put it this way. Let's say if Kofi used it as the finisher, that that would be cool for him to use it as a finisher too, because it is used as a finisher by Kofi as well. If you want to use, take somebody else's finisher and use it, that's cool. But since it's not, it's just used as a standard wrestling move. It just seems to it just it just seems to me that it's just kind of silly that you use it as a finisher. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, and I agree, you know, I'm just trying to look at it at a different perspective and maybe give them a little bit of the benefit of the doubt, but um, yeah, it, it's, it's a tough move to accept given what we've seen from other wrestlers so far. So we'll leave that at that. Um, and let's get to the, the main event of the evening here, which was Koshida and partners of his choosing against Imperium. So yeah, it was set up early on that Kushida was going to get to pick two wrestlers to join him in a six-man tag match for the main event. Um, Kushida had, had uh, has, has a little bit of a story going on with Imperium, um, where him and Walter got into it a little bit on the, the uh, during last week's show. So this was a continuation of that. Um, so yeah, we had Imperium, which uh, Axel Dieter is there, Dieter. I'm trying to remember how you say his last name. Is it Dieter? Axel Dieter Jr. I think so. Well, I'm going to say Axel because yeah. that last name, I don't want to completely butcher it, butcher it, but Fabian Eichner, Alexander Wolf, and Axel, um, those three guys uh, from Imperium. And then we had Kushida and his tag team partners, Rizango, <laughs> which was an interesting choice. I was yeah. like, really? All the people you could have chose against Imperium? You chose Rizango, which story-wise is actually perfect. Because Imperium, you know, they came out and said, you know, we are the, like wrestling is a sacred ground for us. The ring is a sacred ground. And anybody who makes a mockery of that sacred ground, we're going to, you know, basically uh, make an example of them and set them straight. The and what's that? Mop the floor with them. Mop the floor. There you go. There you go. And so it's funny because, you know, they, Brizongo has fun in the ring. They're the comedic act. And I guess one could make the case that they fit that mold of what Imperium is talking about, what Walter is talking about when he says, you know, people who are making a mockery of wrestling, um, of, of their sacred ground. So um, is that, that could be a uh, statement that could be true for Kushida, too, you know, back to, oh, the, future. The, back to the future thing. Yeah, yeah. That's his character, you know. That's true. I didn't think about it like that for Kushida because Kushida is such a great technical wrestler, you know, submission specialist. That I, know. I feel I like know. in ring, he doesn't fit that, what they're talking about. But, you know, to your point with the, with the character and the fun he's having with Back to the Future, um, yeah, yeah, that, that does fit. So that's a great point there. Um, so, yeah, the matchup, um, they really dominated Tyler Breeze for a lot of this matchup. They just kind of, you know, strategically just focused on him and kept him away from uh, Fandango and Kushida for, for most of this match. 
dude, I mean, just <laughs> brutal. Keeping him pinned down. It was it was fun to watch that man. Just it was like, pin him in the corner. Um, you know, a couple times it seemed like he was just about to get to his corner, and then they tripped up both Koshida and Fandango at the right time, and they were like, "Oh, your commentators like great timing, great timing by those guys." So you know, just just I really enjoyed that and respected that about their uh, the, the how they're setting up this team is just being this very cerebral team, um, very uh, like somewhat old school ring general, like learn well the ring generals Walter. But in their own right, each one of them kind of showed off how they, they all are kind of generals in the ring. So I, right. I really appreciated that. Um, Badasses, man. All of them. All of them. You know, and then uh, we had Fandango finally get the tag and come in and just kind of uh, clean house for a second there. Really looked great. Uh, the crowd was really feeling Fandango <laughs> during that segment, too. Just uh, chanting along and, and, and rooting him on as he was just throwing uh, all three members of, of uh, Imperium around. So that was pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, just before we get into the ending of the matchup, why don't you jump in and give us some of your takes on on the spots here? Uh, man, first of all, I love the whole setup, how basically uh, Kashida came in first. That was the entrance. He came in, did his entrance, and the Imperium came out. So you so you didn't see who his tag team uh, mystery partners were right away. So they saved that for the last. So I thought that was perfect. And they come out out of left field with Brizongo, which I thought, to me, I thought it was a smart move. I'm, it it kind of fit with their characters, kind of how you said, like, they're kind of going to, you know, destroy people who make a mockery of this sacred art, this sacred ground, this, you know, this holy, uh, basically this holy uh, ground that they, they they worship, whatever, for Imperium. Mm-hmm. Uh and I thought it was great, man. Kashida picked out, you know, the the fashion cops. It was cool. It, 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 man, Fadego is crazy. He came out just just twerking his hips, man, having fun. <laughs> and that was cool, man. <laughs> He's, great. He's great. Yeah, they both having fun. And then Tyler yeah. Green standing in the in the corner, looking at them cool, just looking cool as well. It was a great setup. It, it made sense for them. It was it was Pyram was the with the perfect heels uh, for them to mix in for this great chemistry that they had. But like you pointed out, man, I love the selling from Tyler Breeze. He, he was, yeah. he was working. He made all three of them. He made Imperium look good. Uh, he made them look intelligent, uh, which I loved about that. They just look smart heels tagging in, tagging out. Everybody's getting a breather, you know, and it's not allowing him to tag. It was one spot you think he, he he had a free he had a free lane to go and tag him, and then Priam goes outside and gets Fandango and Kushida and just yanks him off each corner of the, uh, you know, like oh he got for the tag and then no they just kind of just swept the rug out, and and it was just a great sequence right there, man. So I enjoyed this match, even Fandango getting a hot tag, having great strong offense. That was a great uh, that was a great sequence, and. I think Kushida is. I think he's a, a mega star in the making. I, I that charisma he has. I think that's the reason why you don't see that time thing. Cause he, I don't know. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I can. I guess he ascends that. Mm. You know, because mm. he he that, that's the whole goofy like. Yeah. Some could say it's like, yeah, oh, it's good. Because he has a great move that. He, he's a yeah. mission specialist. 
Like you see what he could do in the ring. So he's serious, but some about that charisma, that time thing, he makes it work, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's the reason why, cause I do that. I, I see a superstar in the making with that, bro. Yeah, I mean, they're building him really well. The the booking for him, like he's had some great ma- – like from the beginning, what was cool is they set it, up, set it up with him like there are people from Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK that all want to go against Koshida because they know their reputation and they want their opportunity to go against the best, to go against one of the best wrestlers in the world. And so he's been set up from the beginning as this like world-class wrestler. So – Regardless of his his quote unquote gimmick with the whole Back to the Future thing, what's been put at the forefront is that fact that he's just a world class wrestler, just really talented guy. That yes. you know, the, the the other wrestlers in in all companies want to cut their teeth against and see can they hang with Koshida. So great booking there. So yeah, so that I think is, is the reason why when I when I think about him. I don't even think like, oh, this goofy thing that he does with the Back to the Future thing. It's just like I see him as that world class wrestler first. Um, so, but to your point though, he does fit also with the story because there is that part of him that likes to have fun, you know, with yeah. the whole time thing and all that. And so they can use yeah, that with, with Brizango when they got in the ring, he was kind of just dancing with them. He was yeah. like, yeah. and I was like, yeah, cause she don't get down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and to your point too, about him being the star of the making, man, like I, I definitely see that as well. Like he just overall, he's got all the tools you know, I would I, I'm curious and I would hope that uh, they let him get on the mic and just speak just however he is most comfortable speaking, like whether yeah. that be in his language or whether that be with broken English or however they want to do it. You know, I just want to hear from him and get to know Kushida, the person a little bit more. Um, and we're getting to a point, too, uh, where they're they're starting to 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 be more. How do I say this? So like with AOP, just to, to, to put a positive on what they're doing with AOP when they let them speak with their language and subtitle it. I think that's totally fine. And that's just a way for them to, to be themselves. And the viewers are, are smart enough, especially the NXT fans too. Let's just to take it back to NXT uh, are respectful enough too to be like, Hey, I, I am down for this down for him speaking his language and it being interpreted in, by subtitles and me reading that. And I, I'm, I'm a hundred percent behind that. Or if he gets on the mic in the ring and he's doing, you know, speaking in a little bit of broken English, some in his language, a little bit of English, I'm cool with that too. And the fans of NXT will be respectful of that and love that too. So, yeah, he he definitely, especially in NXT, has that ability to be that mega, mega star. If he goes to Raw or SmackDown at some point, I think it could happen, but we see what happens with a lot of the Japanese stars yeah. there. It just it doesn't, doesn't work, quite work out. Yeah, like Shinsuke. So, I should have stayed in NXT because right now, I think it's been like like you said, like we both said, it's it's that third legitimate brand now. Yes, she is building that star power. I I see it, and I and there's I think they're setting up. You know, let's just get talk about the ending too. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, Kushida won. He uh, got the pin. Pull up. Yeah, and basically the quick roll up, and but he's getting ready. He's he's you know celebrating. He's outside the ramp. Then Walter just comes up and attacks him from behind and just kind of chokes him. And it was just great. I'm like, oh, are they setting that up? Like, yes. could it could it be for the UK title? Yes, you know that, that would be great. Oh, I would love to see a Kushida. Bro, 
Let's go. <laughs> Dude, I'm ready. For that. If, if, even if it if, even it's kind of setting them up like, oh, because she's just gonna go and it's gonna be for a UK takeover, or whatever. Or he's going to UK and he's gonna fight him over there. Or they'll set it up here. We never know, man. It can go either way. It could. I think it's war games though. Because again, I'm seeing Ooh. like little by little, man, this NXT versus NXT UK thing is starting to build up. You know, they're starting to put together these these rivalries across brands with, with these two. So there's a little bit of an invasion, subtle invasion storyline that's happening. And I, I'm loving it, man. Again, like with, with um, you know, Rhea Ripley showing up and getting Shayna Baszler's face. And they're kind of pushing that off a little bit. They're, they're you know, have got this, this Candice LeRae matchup in between that. So that's fine to kind of give us more time before we get to War Games. But I feel like that's where that's going to happen. You know, we're just we're talking about it now with Kushida and Walter. Like, yeah. That was perfect to put there. Um, Pete Dunne, you know, has unfinished business with Roderick Strong in this North American Championship, so that could happen there. Like, dude, and then there's also just Imperium versus um, uh, the Undisputed Era potentially oh, that they could my do. God, they better not tease me like that. They you know, like me like that. Oh, it could be one oh. of the greatest faction wars ever. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that kind of contradicts is, so if Koshida is going against Walter, then Imperium, would it be three-on-three? Three? Like, somehow with Adam Cole and and, and uh, the the uh, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly versus Imperium without Walter? Like, is that the way that would work? Which, I don't know. Like, that, that I kind of would want to see Walter and Adam Cole in that matchup against each other somehow, yeah. some way, like four-on-four. Four. So, it'll be interesting. Uh, that would too, man. Dude, you're teasing me right now. So I can talk about stuff like that. That's <laughs> man. Oh, uh, that seems like we shouldn't be talking about stuff like that. But anyway, but uh, that 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 definitely gets me excited. Ah, uh, Adam Cole, undisputed, and you know Imperium. You know, I, I, I even I love that name. They're definitely a tight group, of looking like a strong faction. They're handling business in NXT UK as well. So let let's go. Yeah, man, I'm I'm definitely down for that. So yeah, man, just um, that that's pretty much it for NXT overall. So I guess any any final thoughts before we we call it a show here? Like we we usually just breeze through this this <laughs> these NXT cards, man. They're so good, and I want just want to keep talking about it. But there's there's you know we wrapped it all up. So yeah. So uh, what are your final thoughts? I just I think it just shows you NXT is just that good. They're just riding this wave of great momentum right now. And and it shows in their quality, man. Like in it, like it's. it's I, I was scared. I was skeptical. I'll be first one to let you know because you know there was reports that you know uh, Vince McMahon was going to have his hand like be heavy handed in this. So, but it seems like right now it is smooth selling with Triple H at the helm. It, that's what it seems like that so that's that's great about it so i'm all excited about this show they're really setting the bar for next week and like i like i said hey aew is gonna have to take it back see i, I i'm i'm kind of shocked by this but this card is way too strong yeah. it, it is a super strong card they're making it special more Ronello is saying this is the nxt night of champions so he, they're already like titling this already. So it's it, it's it's a special episode. I, I got to watch it live. 
I'm watching it live. It's it's basically takeover on the USA Network, and I am watching it live, and I'm gonna enjoy every minute of it. AEW, <laughs> I'm sorry, I will catch you sometime, some way, you know, maybe live at some point. It'll happen, but right now NXT. They are doing way too good, and it, it, it's just that's that's it's my favorite show, so I have to see it live. Yes, um, but I, I do. I will be watching AEW. I will catch it as well. Just just the first one I will see will be NXT because yeah, it's a takeover. I can't miss it. I cannot miss it. All right. Well, that's gonna do it for our wrap up of NXT this week. The gold standard for Devin. This is Beast. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast.